0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How TJ Hawkinson will elevate the Vikings offense and Vikings commander's preview, plus catching up with the T-Wolves and Wild. We're breaking it all down and it's coming up next on Superior Sports Talk.
1: Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now it's superior sports talk with Kara 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman. It's 30 minutes every day and it's all the Minnesota sports you need. It's superior sports talk and it starts now.
0: Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk presented by Lockdown Sports Minnesota. It's your daily 30 minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports, which you can now find streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just go look out for our Lockdown Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's Reggie Wilson on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV. End up on Care 11. Thursday, Reg, almost to the weekend. You got your bags packed for that Washington trip quite yet, or how are we doing?
1: I'm getting there. I'm okay. There. They'll be ready by, okay. by Saturday.
0: Lots to get into, but first, remember, follow along Lockdown Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. And on Twitter, give us a follow. It's at Lockdown, M-I-N. We're a podcast, too. Free and available, all platforms. Spotify, Apple, you name it, we got it. Tons of great choices over there. You got the Ron Johnson show. You got the football party and more. Your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button and drop us a five-star review. All right, to football we go. Vikings fans still riding the high, the buzz, seeing TJ Hawkinson officially in purple yesterday out on the practice field. He's rocking number 87 now, by the way, talking to the media. Front office kind of pushed their chips all in after the 6-1 and start to get another playmaker on offense. Help turn a weakness, not only with depth purposes, but now with Irv Smith out, into a strength at tight end. We kind of broke it all down already yesterday with the Lions insider Jeff Risden. Be sure to go check out that episode, by the way. Outstanding stuff from Jeff Risden, per usual. As always. But as always. But today, let's get into some hot takes. Now that he's officially here, dust is kind of settled. Let's get a little spicy, Reg. Offer up a hot take on TJ Hawkinson and this move and what it could mean for this team and this offense. What do you got?
1: You know, I'm not a huge hot take guy, Luke. So. You know, it's just that that's just not my my style there. But, you know, I I think that he is going to be an excellent addition to this offense. It's so weird listening to Jeff yesterday. He was like talking about how, you know, sometimes he has some some mental lapses and sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, he's not the best in blocking and and all those things. And you're just like, Jeff, come on, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Let's not, okay? La but, la la
0: la.
1: I I can't hear you, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know, what you're No, no. But you know, it was interesting listening to Quayce yesterday. He got to the mic uh, at practice yesterday and and talked about making the move. And he talked about how, look, hey, we're still high on Irv. This has nothing to do with how we feel about Irv. We just felt like we made a a, a decision that could get this football team better. But I mean, the message is clear. They they feel like this is them taking advantage of you know a a weakened division you know it's giving them another weapon to go ahead and and take that next step and and get over the top in the division with the packers struggling the lions are pretty much out of it the the bears are not there yet and i think what's interesting about the whole thing is they said they did their homework on hawkinson and talked about how much he was uh a good locker room guy, and 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 did all their their homework on him to to see if he was a good fit for the team outside of being on the field. And so I think what's fun is the dude just seems like a fun loving guy, kind of like a kind of kind of hippie vibes. You know, it's funny he talked about you know he grew up in Iowa. His dad was a Vikings fan, had a room painted purple and yellow, and so this is kind of like almost like a not a homecoming for him but it's just kind of like a realization of of a a full circle moment for him and so look i I can't offer you anything in in terms of a hot take but i will say this guy will have multiple hundred yard um games for the vikings this season to really make an impact kirk loves throwing to the tight end we've Mm -hmm. seen it time and time again and so i think that's going to be something that that opens up this offense a little bit more. Maybe he's not looking, you know, just at JJ and Thielen uh, on some of these plays. And, you know, he has a guy who can get open down the middle of the field and, and help move the sticks. Because, you know, we've seen this offense still not be consistent enough and finish drives enough. And so I think this is going to help them Kind of extend some drives and and keep some things moving on offense and maybe find some success look kevin o'connell is really good he's shown himself to be really good in red zone situations we've seen some incredible plays drawn up in the red zone i think it was five for five last sunday so like that's gonna be an incredible addition you add a tight end who can make plays and is athletic to the mix when you already are cooking in the red zone, I'm sure Kevin O'Connell is like rubbing his hands like Birdman, just just ready to ready to see what he can do to make this thing happen. Cause that that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. He's like, What's what's happening, baby? Yeah. So that TJ is, in here.
0: Uh, <laughs> KOC is going to come out with the teardrop tattoo next. Next press Yeah, watch this. Absolutely, um, yeah. He talked to the media. You mentioned he's from Iowa. He's like, this is great for my parents. They go to every game. They drive to every game. They're going to drive all the way wow. to Washington. They just get cut the drive in half, flight. going from Detroit. Get them yeah, get him a flight. Let's go. Going from Detroit. To Minnesota, they just cut that drive in half. Now it's only like a four hour drive for them. So he's loving it. The family's loving it. By the way, this trade out of all the trades during trade deadline, maybe the mm-hmm. biggest splash. So it got a yeah. lot of national attention. And a lot of Lions fans, I mean, even guys like Rich Eisen, they did not like this move for the Lions. They're fine. All right, you get some draft picks. You're one in six. I get it. But to trade him inside the division, you're going to have to sit. That was a building block. This dude's not like mm-hmm. 30 plus. This dude's a young building block. Now you got to see this dude twice a year. He's got to come into your building once every year. This was a tough one to swallow for a lot of Lions fans. You heard Jeff Risden breaking it down yesterday, but I did a lot of digging on this because I'm excited about this guy out of Iowa during that 2019 draft. I was really excited and high on this guy. It's going to be a huge upgrade in the run game, going from Irv Smith's blocking to Hawkinson. But most people that understand the play-action game, the tight end is so important. The over routes Mm -hmm. across the field, the seam routes up the middle. He's an upgrade from Irv Smith in virtually every department that makes an offense successful. Going back across the DNs, cutting off the backside, helping at the point of attack. And then again, specifically in the play action game, he's going to be another big target for Kirk. And I think we kind of all know by now, Kirk throughout his career he's kind of somewhat lived and died off the play action. He averaged 120 play action passes throughout his career. This year with KOC, he's on pace for 192 play action passes. That's about four to five more play action passes every game. And when you've got a guy that's such a mismatch on safeties and linebackers, Risden yesterday, he mentioned it versus the Seahawks. He destroyed those linebackers and safeties. And even last week against Miami, he was great. I just think this is going to be a major upgrade coming from Irv Smith whose EPA was just 5.3 this year that ranked 35th among all tight ends now you bring in Hawkinson whose EPA is plus 24.9 call 25 which is third best among tight ends huge swing in the positive for Hawkinson and what he does for this quarterback and just the entire offense when he's on the field so my hot take here is: Once Hawkinson gets like fully acclimated, and I don't know how long that's going to take. I mean, you got to learn a whole new system and verbiage mid-season. That's not an easy thing to do. But once he's fully comfortable and acclimated, and gets the lion's shares of snaps, let's say maybe after the Bills game, let's give him two games. I think this offense, currently the ninth best offense in points per game at twenty-four point seven. I think they're going to hit another gear, and I think they're going to average over 30 points per game the rest of the way, which would put Mm. him in that top tier with Kansas City, Buffalo, and Philly. I really do think he's going to help this offense that much. He's that good. That was the good news, right? The bad news for this week, it's looking more and more likely that Dalvin Tomlinson is probably going to miss this game. Check this out. I didn't know this. Crazy stat. First game ever that Dalvin Tomlinson could miss due to injury in his NFL career. He's played 87 out of 88 games. He sat out one game during that COVID era versus San Francisco in 2021. What's the loss of Dalvin Tomlinson going to mean for this defense? And I guess, Reg, my question is, how do coaches try to fill that spot?
1: It's huge, man, because we look at it. He's one of those guys that plays a position that really doesn't get a lot of the credit because – what he does doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet all the time. You know, he's not getting a bunch of tackles. He's not getting a bunch of sacks, but he's clogging things up in there and he's making things difficult for that offensive line to do what they need to do. You know, he's integral in helping to stop the run. You know, with him clogging up things, it allows guys like Zadarius Smith, who's just named NFC Defensive Player of the Month, to kind of roam around and, and do his thing. You know, get sacks, get tackles for loss. It allows guys like Daniil Hunter to to do what they do best. And so I think that's going to be a huge loss for them. And honestly, who would think that he was so durable playing at a position like that where you have to bend so much, where you have to get so dirty in there. And now having to lose him with that calf injury. And calf injuries are are rough, man. Um, Damian Lillard hurt his calf last week and they were like yeah he'll be evaluated in two weeks and it's just like dang like automatically like just two weeks out of there like those injuries are are just not fun for people um from what we've seen in the past and so that's a huge loss for them I mean it's always next man up it's interesting because Kevin O'Connell is is dealing with injuries for really the the significant injuries anyway really mm-hmm. for the first time since he's taken over uh, as Vikings head coach and so now we kind of see how he is going to kind of compensate for some of these guys that are out. We saw one move <laughs> made. He was like, "Oh, Herb's gonna be out. Okay, we'll just trade for T.J. Hawkinson." Okay, cool. <laughs> there's nobody that can replace the production and the value that dalvin tomlinson brings out there but you know harrison phillips he's going to be called on to do a little bit more you know that they'll have guys like blacklock step up and and try to fill the role and try to do it but honestly like they're they're just kind of two different guys you know like dalvin is is much more beefy than blacklock is and so mm-hmm. we'll we'll see, like, what the drop-off is there. You hope that is not much of a drop-off that they can just keep it moving. But that's a huge loss for this Vikings defense.
0: Glad you brought up Blacklock. But first, Tomlinson, seventh best player on the entire team, according to PFF. Wow. So anytime you're down your top seven player, it's going to sting a little bit. Specifically in the run game, he's just been outstanding. You still got Harrison Absolutely. Phillips, who's – I mean, he's been a rock in the trenches, but you still need two more guys. Jonathan Bullard, been kind of a pleasant surprise. That's two. And then a rotation, as you mentioned, James Lynch, Tonga, Ross Blacklock. Out of all of them, I'm probably most excited about Blacklock because he was a former second-round pick just two years ago. And when he came out... Everyone knew it might take some time. He was a little bit of a project from a technique standpoint, but he did mm. have all the physical tools, and it was just going to take some time to kind of refine that skill set. Well, the only way to get better is to get on the field, and this could be a huge opportunity to just kind of grow and develop with Tom Lickson out. He wasn't great last week. I know if you looked at the PFF grades, he was actually the worst defender, according to PFF for Arizona. But when you listen to the coaches, and I know you're at TCO a lot, anytime this guy gets brought up, the coaches just kind of rave about him and they believe in the talent. So I'm just really curious to see what the rotation is going to look like Sunday at Washington with those three guys. Last week, the snap count was James Lynch, 27 snaps, Blacklock with 19, and Tonga with 16. So It's clearly going to be a total team effort to fill those big shoes of a defensive tackle who, by the way, is going to be a free agent next year. Awfully intrigued about that as well as he's played well enough to earn an extension. Be interesting to see if the Vikings do offer him some sort of extension before he actually does hit the free agent market. Last one here real quick. I know you're a big Ohio State receiver guy. How good is Terry McLaurin? Because every time I watch this dude, he's a stud. Like maybe one of the best route runners in the league. Super underrated, tremendous hands. Just kind of stuck on an average team though with some bad quarterback play. But just feels like another product from Ohio State and wide receiver coach Brian Hartline that just continues to pump in NFL-ready talent into the league.
1: Scary Terry, six. (laughs) No, so here's what's interesting. I covered Terry McLaurin in college for a year. And look, he was solid, you know, like it was it was it was a strong year like for him his senior season at Ohio State. But like I don't know that anyone saw this coming like Mm-mm. with the production that he had at Ohio State, you thought that, you know, he kind of projected to be kind of like a possession receiver in the NFL like And then all of a sudden he gets to Washington and you're like, whoa, like he's the total package. Like he can run, you know, he has strong hands. Like he's a great route runner. Like the dude is, is a dude, man. Straight out of Indianapolis, went to Cathedral, pretty big program uh, in Indy. And it's just kind of crazy to see like his ascension as he's gone into the NFL and, and played himself into a big contract before the season and he's earning every bit of it like the dude has produced it kind of reminds me of like Larry Fitzgerald Mm -hmm. he had Kurt Warner for a little bit but then like he's playing with some dudes that you like he's playing with freaking John Skelton remember him like he's playing with like just some dudes you know And, and Taylor Heineke is solid you know, Taylor Heineke was delivering packages for either FedEx or UPS or something like that. Maybe just both a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, like know.
1: just I don't I don't know. I don't know what 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 more you expect from a guy like Terry McLaurin when he's catching passes from in his career, he's catching passes from guys like Taylor Heineke, uh Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, he had Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. It, these these things are 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 these things are really exciting if you're a Washington fan cuz you're like if he just gets a quarterback that can right. like get him the ball consistently and and be a dude like imagine Terry McLaurin as a Kansas City Chief or oh. or a Buffalo Bill you know like or or a Los Angeles Rams Mm -hmm. Or a San Francisco 49er. You know, like some of these teams that have quarterbacks that that know how to get the ball into their playmakers' hands. And look, Heineke does a a solid job, and Wentz was doing a pretty okay job before he went down with the injury. But a guy like Terry is a matchup nightmare. You you know, you go from Nook Hopkins to Mm -hmm. Terry McLaurin in back to back weeks, and honestly, it's like scary hours. But, you know. I think you you hope that you can put enough pressure on Taylor Heineke. You can do enough to rattle him so that he can't get the ball to his playmakers like you you expect him to. Uh because, you know, you look last week, DeAndre Hopkins got his. One of the best catches of the season he made in the end zone, that one-handed grab, like it was nothing. It was just so subtle. He was like, I'll have that. And you're like, up. look. Yeah, you're like look, guys like that are going to get theirs, but you just hope mm-hmm. that you can do enough to maybe self-contain it where only he is the guy that's eating and is not hurting you that much.
0: Yeah, you wonder like how did this dude fall to the third round? I pulled up his Ohio State stats. Not much, man. I mean, senior no, year was only. No, he's just a 30. solid guy. 35 catches, 700 yards. Average 20 yards a catch, which is outstanding. It had 11 touchdowns, but production just not there. Junior year, only 29 catches, not even 500 yards, six touchdowns. So uh, I think the stats in production may be a reason why it fell a little bit. But again, Ohio State receivers under Brian Hartline, the wide receiver coach, just continues. transition so smoothly into the NFL. Absolutely. You mentioned Nuke Hopkins. The last few weeks... It's been Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Hopkins last week, and now Terry McLaurin. Where's Terry Landon, that mix kind of talent wise between these last three stud receivers that this Vikings defense has faced?
1: Look, he's right in there. I think, you mm-hmm. know, from a success standpoint, maybe you put Tyreek at the top of that list. And then Hopkins, if, if Tyreek is 1A, Hopkins is 1B, just because like Hopkins is just an otherworldly receiver. But then I think. I think you put Scary Terry right there, probably in front of Jalen Waddle, just because he's accomplished Mm -hmm. a lot more, you know, at this point in his career than than Jalen has. But like, man, you get either one of those guys on a team and you're sitting pretty at the receiver position.
0: Yeah, what's Terry look like in Miami catching passes instead of Jalen or Tyreek? Tyreek's got the fireworks. He's got the higher ceiling. Hopkins probably has the longevity, but I'm with you. I think I put Terry maybe slightly ahead of Jalen Waddell. Going to be interesting to see, again, how the Vikings defense in secondary matches up against a guy that talented. Coming up next, talking T-Wolves and ESPN's latest power rankings. But first, Vikes now 10-1 to win the Super Bowl after that 6-1 start. Open the week as three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road outdoors taking on the Washington Commanders over under, currently sitting at 43 and a half. Make sure to keep tabs all season long and check those odds out and more. With BetOnline, BetOnline.net, fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Stats, news, info, you want it, they got it. NFL, MLB, NBA, even MMA and UFC. BetOnline makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs. Go to BetOnline.net today to learn more. That's BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. And remember, when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Sam and Ron talk football every day in the Ron Johnson Show. Reggie Wilson gives you a sports anchor's perspective right here on Superior Sports Talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review, or you can find our videos on the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. Just just hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And remember, we're now streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just download our Locked On Sports Minnesota app. Enjoy all our content and daily shows for free at your fingertips any day, anytime. All right. To basketball we go. Wolves, take a little breather here. Two-day break. Weekly tradition on the show, breaking down ESPN's latest power rankings. Despite the struggles as of late, Wolves move up two spots from 17. Still only in the middle of the pack, though, in the league, just 15th best team, according to the latest rankings. It notes the Wolves do have a top-five defense, Reg, but they've also played mm-hmm. some weak offenses to start the season. They just kind of got burned by Phoenix. Now they got the Bucks tomorrow and the Grizzlies after that. I guess just quick thoughts on the rankings and the assessment, what they kind of broke down from what the Wolves have shown so far this season.
1: I don't know about you, but are you surprised that the Wolves have a top five defense? Like, is that surprising to you?
0: Yes, I had to double check that.
1: (laughs) Because like, you've watched these games and you're like, how? What are we doing? Because like, they've not defended to the level where you thought maybe they should.
0: It makes me think that they're not good. But everybody else's defense just must be that bad right now? What's going on in the league, maybe?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's weird because I feel like they've given up shots left and right. You know, multiple games of 100-plus points given up. And you're like, man, like, the other teams are just, like, making it rain. I was watching that, that Phoenix game down the stretch, and those dudes couldn't miss, man. They was just, like, mm-hmm. throwing up stuff at the rim and – you know, Chris Paul had it cooking late. Cam Johnson was cooking. I think he has seven threes in that game. And you're just like, what's going on here? And the problem is they have not found their chemistry on either end of the floor where they're playing like complementary basketball. And I think that's something that they're still trying to figure out. Like, Look, Tim Connolly gave Chris Finch a heck of a job. And I think it's pretty its pretty damning stuff coming from Ant Edwards. You know, so many people are asking, like, where are the dunks from this guy? Why mm-hmm. hasn't he dunked the ball at all this season? And he's like, man, these bigs are clogging up the paint, my dude. Like, I'm doing what I can. Like, everybody wants to, wants to ask me, like, why I'm not dunking. Well, I need a clear lane to dunk. And we got these bigs. And that's not the first time he's kind of made mention that the bigs are just kind of getting in the way without saying the bigs are getting in the way. And so I think that's that's something to keep an eye on moving forward. But they just don't seem to have the chemistry down yet. And they've lost to these teams during the soft part of their schedule that now you're like, well, now we're getting to the nitty-gritty. You know, you got the Bucks coming, the Giannis coming. Lord bless them. And then the Grizzlies, and we saw how they match up against the Grizzlies last season. It'll be interesting to see, you know, the the Grizzlies kind of employ that, that tall ball lineup at times with Adams and Clark together. We'll see, you know, how things match up this time now with Rudy and Cat now together. But it's going to be interesting. They couldn't grab a board last year in that playoff series against the Grizzlies. And now it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of get better with that as they play the Bucks, as they play the Grizzlies. I think being in the middle of the pack of these power rankings is fair, but I'm I'm interested to see if they slide up or down with these critical games coming up on the schedule.
0: Yeah, if you're going off the power rankings, their next two games versus the number one team in the league in the Bucks 6-0, and and then mm. Memphis Grizzlies, who are the seventh best team on the power rankings. You mentioned the Grizz. I don't know if you saw it. CBS just came out with a new article this morning saying that tall ball could be on its way back despite all the talk we constantly make about the league being a small ball game now with the smaller quicker players on the court the article notes check this out 12 teams have scored more than 15 second chance points per 100 possessions in 2022-2023 season the most in a decade last season zero teams did that so do you think there's any truth to this trend from what you've watched in this league so far and if so does it make you kind of rethink the Wolves move for Rudy despite the early struggles and say I don't know maybe they were kind of ahead of the curve here
1: all right so here are a couple things from the article which was a fascinating read by the way and really kind of put things into perspective because you thought about it down the stretch the Celtics last year they implored a lineup with Robert Williams and Al Horford, two bigs. Robert Williams, though, is considered a big, but he's only like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, so like, you know, whatever. But it's right. interesting because here, here are a couple of things. The, the idea of the multiple bigs is this. If one is lured out of the paint on a switch, you still have another one down low who can protect the rim right but here's the problem this is what what stan van gundy said offense is fundamentally about forcing the defense to put two defenders on the ball so you can move it and find an open shot we used to be able to create that in pick and rolls but now with all the switching uh, people stay matched up man to man and so here's the thing when you have guys like cat matched up man to man with the guy who plays like the perimeter, like a a three or a two, that's a matchup nightmare. You know, when, whenever there's a big guy on a, on a small guy, you know, they, they say what barbecue chicken, right? That that's me all day. Like I'm about to, you know, get this bucket all day when there's a big guy matched up on a small guy. I don't know. What do you call it? Do you call it like a shrimp skewer or like I, I don't know do you, do you call it uh, I I don't know I don't know what you call it but we'll work when on you that. look at this yeah. wolves team we'll yeah yeah, yeah yeah we'll we'll figure yeah. out a name but when you look at this wolves team when cat gets pulled to the perimeter you trust Rudy to be able to protect the rim but I think the one thing that you kind of get a little nervous about is cat actually defending the perimeter because sometimes he has a he has a little slow feet. And he's a big dude, you know what I mean like he he kinda he kind of you know is is out there kind of lanky with it and and all that and I think when it's the other way around, especially now that cat has kind of lost his weight like he's he's just not as brute as as maybe you you want him to be, and so I think they're still trying to figure out like how they play in symmetry, how they play with some chemistry because right now it just looks like it's two bigs out there trying to figure it out while the the offense of the other team is just running circles around them and they're not able to keep up. That's going to be an interesting thing to see how Chris Finch does this because with the two bigs that they have, you know, you're not used to seeing like two seven-foot guys out there, you know, like even with the Warriors, if they have James Wiseman and Kavon Looney. Kavon Looney is only 6'9", 6'10". You know, you got legit two seven-footers out there who are just kind of of big and 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 they don't necessarily move as fluid. Maybe Rudy moves a little bit more fluid than Cat does, but that's the problem when you're talking about switching out on defense, trying to get these guys to, to keep up with some of the smaller guys out there when, when the other lineup is going small and you're big out there i think the the thought is you can dominate in the paint and you can also you know have a a bigger guy out there just kind of dominate and make things frustrating but when one of the guys is not necessarily keeping up on the defensive end now you have deficiencies and we've seen that in multiple games this season with the wolves
0: yeah, a lot of good points there. A conversation we're going to have to continue throughout this season. But nonetheless, crazy to think about, again, this article coming out with all the small ball talk over the last few years to think that maybe this tall ball game could be coming back. Wolves play tomorrow, taking on the Bucks, starting a four-game homestand. So a good chance to get back on track. Rest assured, Reggie and I will be back Monday to break it all down. Coming up, we're getting into our Gimme One segment. But first, hungry? Time for a little midday snack. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Built Bar made with collagen protein, easily digestible, and provides tons of health benefits. Each bar has just 160 calories and 15 grams of protein, packing the perfect punch of nutrition and taste. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to built.com. Use promo code Lockdown15. Get 15% off your order. That's promo code Lockdown. Indeed. All right. Only got time for one again today, but it is my new favorite segment called Gimme One. Give me one. All right. Give me one. After a putrid start, the Minnesota Wild are now five, four, and one. Give me one reason for their sudden turnaround.
1: I'll give you a couple. Um, okay. I, well, no, this that that kind Bonus. of defeats the purpose Bobo. of the segment, right? Bobo. I'll give I you one one and one A, okay. Mm-hmm. One is Flower has <laughs> has kind of come back down to to size. Like figuring he's, it out. He's yep. yeah. He's at the start of the season. It was like, ooh, this is going to be a long year if he's going to be giving up five, six goals a game. Like, how are they going to survive? Well, he's kind of he's kind of leveled out a little bit. You know, giving up one goal, maybe two. And honestly, the one reason to be. Really, uh, really excited about what the Wild are doing. The youth movement, the youth movement. Guys mm-hmm. like Bold. Oh my goodness, I love me some Matt Boldy. He's he's gonna be a star in this league. He's been fun. Well, yeah, he he's really fun. So guys like Matt Boldy are stepping up. Kirill Kaprizov already has eight goals this season, and and you look at it, he's still a young guy. You know, like Mm -hmm. he's one of their 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 young guys that are are leading the pack here. Marco Rossi got his first career point. Congratulations to him. It was on a Kaprizov goal in the last game. And so when you kind of look at the guys that they Mason Shaw, Kalen Addison, like these are these are some of the young guys that they were okay with departing with guys like Kevin Fiala because of, you know, their cap reasons, because they felt like these are guys that can come up and and do what they have to do. Boldy seems like he can kind of replace the production from a guy like Fiala, and these are guys that that are young that are still figuring things out, but they seem to be realizing their potential sooner than maybe maybe even um, the the Wild GM, Mr. Garin, thought. You know, like I, I think that's something that that is worth monitoring as the season goes along. Just the development of these young guys, the youth movement is taking over and really kind of leading this team to success. And they're going to ride these young bulls, especially, obviously, Kirill the Thrill. They're going to ride these young bulls moving forward. And they're also playing better on the power play. When I went to that opener, they missed Mm -hmm. on so many goals in the power play. And it's just like, that's where you make your 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 bread, you know what i mean? That's where that's where ice turns into water, you know? Let let it go. Let the fluid keep keep going, you know what i mean? But the problem that they had were was they weren't taking advantage of of the power play. They're doing that a lot more now. Several power play goals in the last several games that you're like, "Okay. If they can do this consistently, then maybe they got a shot this year." I know a lot of people were saying like yeah, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. What they had to do, you know, you give up Cam Talbot, you give up uh, Kevin Fiala, you're you're mm-hmm. strapped with with cash and and all this stuff. You're you're playing the the youth for better or for worse, and the youth are just like, look, we we got this. The kids are okay.
0: Win or lose, just watching this young talent develop, sometimes it takes time. Watching this young talent develop and flash a little bit, see these high ceilings like Bolding, some other guys, it's at least exciting and entertaining to watch as they kind of progress and develop over these next few yeah. months. All right. That's a wrap today. Remember, you got to like, write, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode with your 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. We're a podcast, too, free and available on all platforms. Subscribe. Drop us a five-star review. Find us now streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just look out for our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well that's the man reggie wilson on twitter at reggie wilson tv check him out every night up on care 11 i'm luke inman on twitter at luke underscore spinman special thanks to the producer matt de tune in tomorrow to the round table with ron reggie sam and myself part of locked on sports minnesota for reggie i'm luke until tomorrow signing out
1: be blessed spread love today.